Welcome to the Dairy Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, dairy nutrition research digested for you. We want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible. Adiseo, provider of Smartamine M, the best in-class rumen-protected methionine product for dairy producers who want to optimize milk production. Hi, this is Bill Weiss, and welcome to the Dairy Nutrition Black Belt. This is our second uh, talk with Dr. Louise Schroeder from University of Wisconsin, and we're talking about how forage quality feeding management can affect feeding behavior. So, Louise, welcome back. Um, in the first one, we talked about some of the mechanics, but what what could a, so if a producer is monitoring these things and he says, boy, these cows are spending a lot of time in the feed bunk, but they're not eating. What what are some things he can do? Is are there things he can do management wise? Yeah, absolutely. I think there are many management practice uh, that we could focus on in order to incentivize cows to go to the feed bunk and consume feed. But if the issue is forage quality. One of the things that I think would be quite important is particle size, uh, especially reducing particle size. Uh, I may have a controversial opinion about particle size. I'm not 100% sure if it's controversial or not, but uh, I actually think we should focus on um, a finer particle of corn silage rather than longer, even though longer particles are extremely important for rumen health. So I think as we progress, uh, with a good forage management will be very important to reduce particle size or the theoretical length of cut of shoppers, or if doing that after harvest, perhaps uh, leaving forages in the TMR wagon a little bit longer to try to reduce particle size. So instead of uh, having very long particles, we kind of focus a lot on the uh, eight millimeter C of the Penn State particle separator. I think that would be quite helpful uh, to put some numbers into it. We have some preliminary data. Uh, we are reviewing literature, and it looks like that for every percentage unit of forages, uh, sorry, for every percentage unit uh, more TMR on the top sieve of the Penn State, the cow will spend about three minutes more at the feed bunk, but very likely she will not be consuming more feed. So. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's controversial or not, but I agree with you. These these long particles may may uh, induce rumination, but they have to eat them. <laughs> and and so, do you have any suggestions then on on like how much should be on the middle or the the eight millimeter one, and say very little on the very top one? But how much should be in the middle? Do you have uh, suggestions? Yeah, I think that the goal now would be to have. Uh, less particles on top. So instead of the old or traditional uh, 2 to 8%, I would say that probably we should be below 5% on top. But I like seeing about 40 or 50% of particles uh, retained by the 8 millimeter sieve. Uh, and, and the reason why I think we have to have more particles there than previously, uh, previously I think the recommendation was about 20 to 30%. It's because a a couple of years ago, I was part of a trial in Brazil, and basically what the the research group from Professor João Daniel there did is they separated the corn silage particles uh, above 19, between 8 and 19 millimeters and below 8 millimeters, and they add that to the diet in addition to a basal corn silage, right? So they were truly trying to test for the how effective are those different 
uh, particles. And what they saw is the 19 is very difficult to manage because cows can sort. And the particles below the 8 millimeter, they are not as effective as the 8 millimeter. Uh, actually, that trial proved me wrong because I always told people that I didn't believe that below 8 millimeters was effective. Actually, it was a little bit effective, but not as much as the 8. So that's, that's why we are focusing a lot on that. Um, do you think, I don't know what, on your studies, have you done mostly uh, these corn silage-based diets, alfalfa-based diets, or have you looked at a mix of, of forages? So this specific study from Brazil was primarily corn silage. Uh, but as we dig into literature, we are seeing a combination of corn silage and alfalfa, uh, especially. A couple of studies may have uh, some hay or some grass silage, but but that's definitely a small amount of the the papers available in the literature. Do, do you think you know if if there there's not data available, so this would be an opinion question. Do you think forage source type grass, corn, alfalfa? Would have an effect on on what you're what you're measuring here. I do think so because they they not only differ in fiber digestibility, right? I think there is a combination of rate and extent of digestion, but they also changing fragility, right? I think that the potential breakdown of those particles in the rumen are so different that definitely the different diets may yield a completely different response by the cows, right? Um, and, and based on that, one of the things that we were thinking was, well, if the if eating time is a problem, right, forage concentration in the diet is supposed to increase eating time as well, right? And we have been focusing a lot on uh, increasing uh, forage concentration in the diet. So last year, we tried the opposite. We tried to reduce a little bit the forage concentration. So basically, we reduce a diet containing 20% forage in the app to 16% forage NDF. And all we did was removing corn silage and adding uh, soy hulls and high moisture corn. And, and, and basically that was a, a diet where we had corn silage and alfalfa, okay, as the forage sources. And what we saw is that by removing corn silage, the cows increase intake, they reduce seeding time, but they do not produce, well, they actually produce exactly the same amount of energy corrected milk. So the efficiency goes down. So I think this behavior is not only related to the type of forage that we use, but it's specifically to forages, right? At the moment you start removing forages from the diet, I think it's a different dynamic because of the faster passage rate. So I think there are so many different things affecting that that's quite complex, at least for me to, to understand how to actually put that into a simple perspective. So, so to, to wrap up here, what's, where are you going to take this? What's, what's the follow-up on this research? Yeah, so I think what's next for us is try to understand different combinations uh, of forages, as, as you mentioned. Uh, what I wanted to do next would be to, uh, to play a little bit with the interactions between alfalfa and corn silage but in, a, in diets that have exactly the same forage concentration, nutrient composition, and see a little bit how that changes this dynamic, especially if we can keep a similar particle size. So. At a sale, a global leader in nutritional solutions and the provider of Smartamine M. Visit MilkPay.com to calculate your return on investment when you balance your feed with amino acids. And to learn how Smartamine M is the product for dairy producers who want to optimize milk production, component levels, and the lifetime performance of their herds. 
Well, that sounds very interesting. Oh, thank you for your time. It's, it's been fun, fun talking to you. Yeah, thank you.